to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. Very good evening. Welcome to Red Friday. It's back to league business for Aberdeen this weekend as they head to the capital to face Hibs at Easter Road tomorrow afternoon. We'll also be looking back in an eventful week that has seen both Lewis Ferguson and Scott McKenna in the spotlight and look ahead to the rest of the weekend action. We'll have the latest guesses on the predictor as well as the current league table. I'm Dave McDermott and joining me as usual, Andrew Shiny and Dave Galloway. And uh, Andrew, last week, first of all, against St Mirren, a very comprehensive uh, victory against a bit disappointing St Mirren side, but uh, Aberdeen didn't allow them to play. No, absolutely not. I mean, right from the opening seconds of the game, Aberdeen were on the front foot and they never stopped pressing St Mirren, particularly in that first half when they played some absolutely dazzling stuff. Okay, St Mirren possibly, when they look back at it, will think we should have been so much tighter defensively because we allowed Aberdeen the leeway to play. But I think uh, in the form that particularly guys like Scott Wright, Frank Ross, who came in, 10 minutes before kickoff time and uh, in particular Gary Mackay-Steven the form that they showed I think they would have been very difficult to play against for anyone and Dave when you think of the players who were unavailable through injury or suspension uh, in Shea's case it really was a, a, a quite remarkable uh, 90 minutes yeah, at times it was it was great to watch. And Derek McInnes, for one, he said Wright and Ross were absolutely terrific. Well, they certainly did the job last week. You know, I think um, I think it was a good game for for everybody last week. You know, we we exploited the space. We started bright. We got early goals. Um, you can see the confidence came through the side. And Scott and Frank were a big part of that. So we're delighted with that. Each game is different. Each game brings a different challenge. But what was pleasing for me was. The, the high level of performance from everybody and those two uh, you mentioned Frank Scott were a huge part in, in helping us in that attacking sense you know um, you know, I do feel Scott as I said after the game is capable of playing in that central role it's something we've spoke about um, we've, something we've worked on and, and uh, he knows his role and uh, if that's a taster of things to come then, then great from him and young Frank having not expecting to play coming in uh, maybe that's a good thing for a young one sometimes I think um, just going out and playing with that freedom and he was excellent and there was so much uh, good about last uh, Saturday Dave uh, and not least the fact that we saw when Stevie May got his goal it's been a long time coming just exactly how much it meant not just to him but to his teammates as well Yes, absolutely, David. You know, Stevie May has put a, a lot into the team. He's brought a lot to the side apart from goals. And, and you know, when I spoke to him this week, he did say that, that that was frustrating. But he's looking on this, hopefully, as a bit of a watershed moment. And he says he wants to push on after getting off the mark last weekend. It was nice to get a goal, obviously, you know, early on in the season, a couple of starts in. So, uh, you know, I'll be looking to try and get on the score sheet as much as possible, obviously, same as everyone else. But hopefully we can, you know, have a good performance and, and get a couple of goals this weekend. How, how frustrating have things been overall for you? Because I know you've obviously not scored as many goals as you, as, as you would have liked. Yeah, on that side it's been, uh, obviously, I would have liked to score more. But as a team, you know, throughout the season, uh, we had a good season last season, you know, and obviously finishing second in that, and, and we've started well again this season. So, yeah, uh, we're all in good spirits, including myself, uh, and just looking forward to getting in, you know, the thick of the games. You're listening to North Sound One's Red Friday. Dave McDermott with Andrew Shiny and Dave Galloway. It's Hibs tomorrow afternoon, Easter Road. Always a good place to visit, Andrew, but uh, always a, a very tough 
place to visit. Yes, I mean, it's certainly been the place for goals in recent weeks and months. I mean, I was just looking back, the last seven games, including a 0-0 against Mulder, there have been 38 goals. Uh, you know, a 5-3, a 5-5, a 3-0, a couple of 3-2s. Uh, but you'll notice that there's often goals scored against Hibs. Now, Aberdeen, prior to losing 2-0 down there in the league last season, had had a, a terrific run of uh, clean sheets down at Easter Road. So I don't think it's a place that will hold any great fears for them, but they know that they'll have to play well to get a result. But they've shown in the past they can do that. And I think we are a, a much tighter defensive unit than Hibs are and will look to be better in midfield. The attacks, you'd maybe say Hibs are slightly the stronger attack than Aberdeen, judging by the goals at the score. But uh, I think we saw last week that Aberdeen are capable of scoring at will when they're in the mood. And if they're in that particular frame of mind tomorrow, then it's certain to be a, a very entertaining encounter. I'm sure that game down at Easter Road, Dave, will have been reminded of the players that, that were involved last year after winning so comfortably with the Gary Mackay Stephen hat trick at Petordi. We went down there and uh, Hibs thoroughly deserved their win, and it, it was a bit of a, a off colour performance that second game down at Easter Road. It certainly was, Dave. It was a really sore one at Easter Road. I, I sat and watched it and, and it wasn't uh, very pleasant viewing for myself or for the, the 2000 Aberdeen fans that had made the journey down from the Granite City. But um, even if Aberdeen are at their peak, it, it's going to be really tough, like you say. And Derek McInnes, he expects a difficult game, as always. I remember saying this time last year, um, before we played them at Easter Road, I, th- I thought Habs would be up there and amongst it. Um, at the, 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 the right end of the league uh, come the end of the season and that was exactly how it, I thought they got better and better as the season, season went on and I think there's enough in their squad to think that they'll be up there again so it's a tough game we go there and, and uh, as I say high expectation and the confidence from last week's performance which I was absolutely delighted with uh, we go there we're getting a couple of players back into the squad as well which strengthens us again so we know we're going to have to play well to get anything from the game. Um, but anything we do get, we'll need to work extremely hard for as well. And hopefully we deliver a performance that we're happy with. And um, I think there will definitely be changes tomorrow, Dave, because we've got uh, Shea Logan available again. Tommy Hoban, he's uh, fit after um, after his spell on the sidelines. So it's a nice problem for, for Derek and the team to have. Yeah, yeah, it, it it certainly is. I mean, every, everything is is shaping up to be a really, really good, uh, entertaining game. Stevie May says it promises to be a cracker, and it'll be great to play in front of another huge away support. It's one of the ones you you look forward to, you know, going to Hibs away. It's a it's a great stadium and a great pitch, and you know, it's a real chance for us to go and show, you know, how good we are this season. You, you might sometimes think you can take it for granted because you know we, as a, as a fan base, in most places we go, we sell it out. You know, and uh, it's good to see that. You know, it obviously helps sometimes. You know, it feels like home games. You know, away from home, so uh, it'll be a good one. It's a good one for the fans to go. You know, a real competitive game. So yeah, hopefully we can put on a, a performance for them. James Wilson uh, will will travel. Um, he missed out last week, and of course, uh, Stevie got his first goal of the season. Uh, the strikers played very well indeed, so it's not a, a given. Uh, 
that he'll actually start tomorrow, Andrew? No, it isn't. I mean, uh, we were just commented when we were doing Red TV last weekend, you know, at halftime, James Wilson was probably thinking, wow, they've got some pretty decent forwards on this side and I'm going to have to be at my best to, to get into the team. And that's exactly what you want. You want, you know, players coming in thinking, you know, I'm going to have to play at the very highest level to get into this team and then maintain that level of performance to stay in the team there's no point in bringing in guys that are going to look and say well hey I can operate at 50% and still walk into the side and uh, I think it was it was a good game for James Wilson to look on at uh, the other th- good thing I think is that um, Hibbs no doubt had quite a number of scouts up watching the game on Saturday to, to look and see what James Wilson is all about okay they can look at um, uh, videos etc etc but there's nothing like seeing a player in the flesh and and getting the full picture of, of what he's all about. They missed out on that. So he's a wee bit of an unknown weapon for Aberdeen tomorrow if he's fit to, to start the game or, or even come off the bench and, and have an impact. Uh, and uh, Dave, Bruce Anderson is another of the strikers who's uh, continued to impress every time he's um, been given an opportunity. And uh, um, it's, uh, we mentioned it before, even at the back with uh, with Tommy Hoban mm-hmm. and Shea Logan back, it means that uh, Graham Shinney can move into midfield. So... Tomorrow's team won't necessarily bear too much of a, a relation to the team that played last Saturday. No, absolutely, Dave. You know, it, it's great to see uh, more and more players coming back into the squad. It's getting stronger and stronger. We all know that competition for places is is so important. It keeps everybody on their toes. It keeps everybody at their best, at their peak. So things, hopefully, uh, you know, starting to come to the boil at a at a crucial stage of the campaign. As for James Wilson, the manager says his uh, lone striker just can't wait to finally make his debut. Very keen, actually, you can understand it. He's um, itching to get going. Um, I think we've got to understand that he's not had the same games. He's not had any competitive football this season already. So we, um, there's a balance here between trying to you know, throw him in and getting him up to speed and getting him moving because he's going to be a key player for us, but also having an understanding of where he is in relation to the rest of the team. So, But yeah, um, he's a very good player and the motivation to do well um, is screaming out at James. Hopefully we see that in his performances. Let's hear from the Hibs camp now. Here's boss Neil Lennon. They made a you know, good start in the season, winning a draw just like ourselves. And we, we know we're in for a tough game. I mean, Derek always has good strikers in the building. Good, good wide men in McKay, Stephen and McGinn. And defensively, they're very, very solid. Lost McKenna. You know, they've kept clean sheets against Simran and, and Dundee so far. So he's got strength and depth in that area. But he's a, he's a very good manager. You know, and I think he's there's no secret to the fact that Sunderland wanted him, that Rangers wanted him, and they wanted him for a reason because he's very good at what he does and he keeps doing it year after year. Right, one to watch, Dave. Who's the man that you're going to look out for in a red shirt tomorrow afternoon? One to watch um, for me, a, a close run thing actually. I'm, I'm going to plump for for James Wilson. He's desperate to get cracking after that ankle injury. Saw him miss out on his debut last weekend in the win over Superman. He could be the match winner. 
Okay, Andrew. Well, I got the one right last week because I picked Gary Mackay Stephen, who was absolutely outstanding. And he if, was. He's, if he doesn't feature in the, in the international squad that's getting picked for the forthcoming friendlies or Nations League matches, I don't know what. But I'm going to go for one of the guys in the back division, Michael Devlin, who I think has taken to the Aberdeen side like a duck to water. Excellent um, defensively, but an instigating attacks last week, it was noticeable how quickly he he was getting the ball going forward once again and uh, I think he'll have to do more defensively this week than he did last but he's shown that he's capable of that so Michael Devlin's my main man for the Dons tomorrow. Red Friday with ESWL. Streamline your business procurement by making them an approved vendor. You're listening to North Sound One's Red Friday. It's Hibs against Aberdeen tomorrow afternoon at Easter Road with a 3pm start but uh, Andrew, other Dons players in news. Scott McKenna this week, uh, Celtic uh, uh, and alleged they did put a bid in but it was allegedly about £3.5 million brilliant that Aberdeen are in the position that they can tell Celtic where to go Absolutely I mean uh, I think uh, the manager was spot on uh, when he said that he's got lots still to do at Aberdeen but uh, it sends a statement out from Aberdeen Football Club that they're not going to give away players on the cheap like possibly has happened in the past and uh, you know it's it's nice to see that we're going to keep one of our better players here uh, to maintain the challenge to Celtic. It's great news, uh, um, Dave, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Derek McInnes, for one, he's delighted that uh, his defender's not going anywhere anytime soon. Scott's a very important player and key player for us. And I do believe Scott will move in time um, to the Premiership, English Premiership. So we've been bracing ourselves, really, because there's been rumours and whatever, especially that Celtic were going to come. And maybe not too surprised that maybe they come after the English window closes. But, you know, we had a conversation um, and I, I fully can understand why clubs would look at Scott um, and McKinney working. But he's our player, thankfully, and, and uh, we move on. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. He's absolutely fine. He's just concentrating, trying to get himself fit and back uh, into action. So he's very relaxed about it. And, um, you know, whether he takes it as a backhanded compliment or whatever. But he trusts me and he trusts us. Um, how to shape his career and um, help him all we can as we have done up until now we've had that influence on him over the past few while and uh, we'll continue to have that influence on him Good news for the club for the fans but I'm sure Dave it's also great news for uh, the rest of his teammates yeah, absolutely. I, I spoke to Stevie May about this. Um, he says that, you know, snubbing Celtic's offer, it's a real statement of intent. It's great news for, for everyone in the club. You know, it's, it's always gives us a boost hearing news like that. Uh, as I say, there's not been much talk of it or that around the club. But, uh, but yeah, uh, there's no surprise why teams like that are coming in from because, you know, he's been different class since he has came in and played and, you know, he's, he's not looked back since. And Andrew, the other piece of good news, or at least um, Derek said the club, or we, the club said they're satisfied, was the tribunal, Lewis Ferguson tribunal, which, as the manager pointed out, it's something that uh, it's a shame that every, for everybody's sake they had to wait this long to, to come to a, a conclusion. It does seem a, an awful long time because it was way back in May, wasn't it, that um, it was announced that Lewis was going to be coming to Aberdeen and it's taken fully three months to get things sorted out. There was a bit of tub-thumping from Ron McDonald, the Hamilton chairman, about how much he felt his player was worth if he had been worth that much to Hamilton, why didn't they put him onto a decent contract? Why didn't they play him more often than they did? So I, I think Aberdeen got a, a fair crack of the whip, uh, but they've certainly signed a very, very good player. 
And Dave, he's a player that in his short time at uh, Petaudry, he's he's managed to hold down that first team place, and he's capable of some brilliance as we 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 saw down at Turf Moor. Uh, absolutely, Dave. Uh, he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, and for somebody so young with so much potential, you know, if he keeps working hard, keeps developing, keeps listening to Derek McInnes, Tony Doherty, and the you know the coaching staff. What a player he could turn out to be. The sky is probably the limit. And as for the manager, he says it's really good to get things sorted out in that aspect too, but it's certainly not before time. In an ideal world, we'd have got to the solution a lot quicker than we did, but the meeting was um, uh, set for this week. Um, there's been a lot of talk about it. We are delighted with the outcome. Uh, we respect the process. We felt we got a fair hearing. And uh, now we can all move on. But, you know, I think, um, you know, it's, uh, it's good just to, to draw a line under it and Lewis can now concentrate on what he's been doing for us and try to enhance his reputation, um, cement his place in the team and, and further his career, hopefully be doing well for us. Right, predictor time. And, uh, Andrew, you're going to take the lead this week. First of all, give us uh, the latest uh, league standings. Well, when you say take the leads, I haven't quite taken the lead. Oh, no. Um, I'm in second place on 15 points. I got seven last week. Dave G, you got five. The Red Army got five. Somehow or other, Dave, you managed to get nine. So you lead the way on 19 points. You got the Partick Thistle Celtic score and Aberdeen St Mirren score spot on. Um, So. That's a surprise. (laughs) 19 points to, to Dave Mack, 15 to myself, 13 to the Red Army, and trailing distantly in last place, oh. Dave G. Oh, relegation. Oh. Right. right. This week, of course, it's back to normal because we, we don't have any Fort Williams to try and predict this week. No, not that, um, I think they've, uh, they nobody, haven't had their troubles to seek. We all get the, the one point because nobody actually got the right score. <laughs> well, we're all there or thereabouts. Dave, you did get the, the number of goals scored right, but you thought that they would get a consolation, which they didn't. I did. Um, I was being over generous. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> kicking off with the Aberdeen game down at Easter Road. Um, I've gone 2-1 Aberdeen. I think it will be tight, but I think we will win it. Yeah, Dave? Yeah, match of the weekend. Aberdeen selling out their 2,000 uh, ticket allocation. Easter Road will have a, a, a big, noisy crowd. Two very good teams. A highly entertaining match in prospect. I, too, am going for 2-1 Aberdeen. Well, I've gone for 2-1 as well. We'll hear from Mark Scorgy shortly. He's representing the Red Army this, uh, tonight. Uh, Kilmarnock Hearts, Andrew. Um, should be an entertaining encounter uh, Kilmarnock looked good in patches against Rangers in the League Cup at the weekend Hearts obviously have made a terrific start to the league season I think the pitch could be a great leveller here so I'm going to sit in the fence and go 2-2 Dave um, well, Killy boss Steve Clark, he's he's defended the plastic pitch uh, at Rugby Park there, um, as you would expect. A close one, I would say. Killy, they'll be well organised, they'll be hard to beat, especially on their own patch. But I fancy the leaders to make it three wins on the spin, 2-1 hearts. OK, I've gone 1-1 at Rugby Park. Okay, St Johnson against Dundee, a bit of a grudge match, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see if both bosses shake hands before this one, given last season's bust up at Dens. Uh, Saints boss Tommy Wright, he says he has no sympathy for his opposite number after recent results for the Dark Blues. And as for McCann, he says there is no relationship with Wright and there wasn't even before the bust up. Dundee in the doldrums after losing to air, of course. Saints to win 2-0. Andrew? I'm going to go 3-1. I think Tony Watt... uh, 
started scoring goals and uh, could continue that because Kasunga misses out through suspension Dundee surprise surprise could get a goal don't know where it's going to come from though Okay. So what's your score? 3-1 3-1 oh, yep. You did say that And I've gone 2-0 uh, St Mirren Livingston Well it's going to be an interesting one Particularly if Kenny Miller does sign for St Mirren As, as is being rumoured um, The two promoted sides I can't see anything separating the two So I'm going to sit in the fence once again and go 1-1 one, one. Dave? Yeah, an intriguing one, St Mirren thrashed of course by Aberdeen last weekend, there's all the Kenny Miller stuff as Andrew has just uh, alluded to um, I don't think there will be much in this game, I don't think it'll be raining goals, St Mirren to edge it 1-0. I've gone 2-1 for the home side. On Sunday Motherwell Rangers 12-15 kick off Dave. I like the, the build up to this one, uh, Motherwell defender uh, Peter Hartley, he stirred things up didn't he, saying it had been quote, fun to watch Fabio Cardozo weeping after breaking his nose in a meeting of the sides last season. Um, that'll make it even feistier, I would say. Uh, Rangers, they've been very good this season, haven't they? Praise where it's due. Ten games unbeaten so far under Steven Gerrard. I take them to make it 11 tomorrow with a 2-0 victory. I'm going to go 3-1 Rangers. As Dave said, they've started the season well. Motherwell haven't, I think, the Ibrox side hold all the aces. Yeah, well, I've gone 2-2 on that one. And Andrews Celtic against Hamilton, 3 o'clock on Sunday. Well, it's again, it's, it's one of those games that you think, how many goals do Celtic fancy scoring? But... Um, they will be a little bit tired after their trip to Lithuania, but they'll be too strong for Martin Canning's team. I think it'll finish 4-1. OK, and Dave? Well, yet again, Celtic losing a really sloppy goal this time uh, last night in the Europa League against uh, Suduva. Brendan Rodgers said his team lacked pride and hunger to defend. The hoops, they'll, they'll be stung, they'll be determined to bounce back. Aki's might be on the end of a backlash. I think it'll be 3-0 Celtic. OK, I've gone for 4-0 Celtic and representing the Red Army... Here's Mark Scorgie, who gave Dave his predictions. OK, Mark, uh, on Saturday, Kilmarnock face Hearts. What's the scoreline going to be? 2-1 Hearts. St Johnson play Dundee? 1-1. It's St Mirren against Livingston? 1-0 St Mirren. And the best to last for Saturday, Aberdeen away to Hibs? 2-1 Aberdeen. Quite confident about that? Definitely, aye. T- tough game, though, yeah? Well, they've lost a couple of players, have they? So I, I think we'll still beat him. And just a couple of games on the Sunday, Motherwell tackle Rangers. How's that going to go? I like to say it like, but I think Rangers will probably win 2-1. <laughs> no, 2-0, actually. 2-0. 2-0. And Celtic take on Hamilton? 3-0, probably Celtic. I like to say that either, like, but... <laughs> OK, and uh, tomorrow afternoon in League 2, Peter Head, top of the table, of course, they are away to Stirling Albion. That's your lot for another week on Red Friday. It's the Dons down at Hibernian. Tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock kickoff. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Bye-bye. Red Friday with ESWL. Streamline your business procurement by making them an approved vendor. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday.